Welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. In today's episode, Brent continues with the series titled Learning to Lead. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. We are studying leadership seven minutes at a time and uh, doing a series at the moment called Learning to Lead. And uh, we're already up to part six. So far we've covered uh, leaders have learned to see themselves as leaders. That's the identity one, which is such a critical idea. Do you see yourself as a leader? We looked at leaders feel fear, but have learned to face fear absolutely crucial. We're all going to experience it. Are we able to push through those fears? Then we looked at uh, leaders have learned what leadership really is, the power of your example as a leader. And then number four, leaders have learned what leadership is definitely not. It's not control, domination, or manipulation. And then last week, leaders have learned to clarify the vision, purpose, and the goal, the power of setting vision. Today's one speaks about people skills. And I've entitled it, leaders have learned that people need to be loved, appreciated, and encouraged. Dudley Daniel, who started the New Covenant Ministries team, he used to sum up the leader's job simply. He said, love them, lead them, feed them. That's what our job is. And it starts with loving people. And so I want us to take a look at these three things, loving, appreciating, and encouraging. These are uh, some of those skills, some of the, 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 the E factor, the intelligent emotional factor in terms of how we connect with people to bring out the best in them. So let's have a quick look at them. Let's start with this one of love. Someone once said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I know it's an old adage, but it still remains true. People want to be loved. It's one of the fundamental human, most basic needs. People want to be loved. And the Bible is clear that gifts, sacrifice, and hard work mean nothing in the kingdom of God if it's not motivated by love. It's good to hear this well-known scripture every uh, couple of months at least. 1 Corinthians 13 verses 1 to 3. It says, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. In other words, you could have the best gift, the best preaching gift, singing gift. But if it's not done by love, it makes a noise in the heavenlies. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. You think you might have a big reputation because you've got a powerful ministry, but if you've lost your love for people, it means nothing. You are nothing in the kingdom. And I can give all I possess to the poor and uh, give my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. You might be living the most sacrificial, hard, done by life in the world, sacrificing it all, but if you've lost your love for Jesus and for people you gain nothing it's critical God has called us to love it's the most basic human need people don't want to be a project people don't want to feel abused they don't want to just be a number they want to be loved and as representatives of Jesus we call to love people dearly I love Paul the great apostle as he was ministering to the church in Philippi he quotes this in uh, in Philipp, uh, Philippians 1 verse 8 it says God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus I've been meditating on that little phrase the affection of Christ Jesus. Leaders, let's grow in the affection of Christ Jesus for the people we lead. Let's really love them. Let's love them warmly. Let's communicate love. Let's make sure people know that we love them dearly. Let's look at the next one, appreciation. Craig Rochelle, uh, he made this comment once. He said, stretch yourself to your absolute limit of showing appreciation to your team and then double it. 
I like that. In, in other words, it's such a valuable thing. Appreciation is really saying thank you. But it's more than that. It's recognizing what your team does. It's seeing the value that they're adding. It's taking notice of it and it's expressing it to people. And the power of that is what gets appreciated grows. When you someone has come out and they've volunteered or you've got a new team member and they're doing something and you show appreciation for that, what it does is it fires them up. Maybe they were taking strain. Maybe they wanted to give up. But you're showing appreciation thank you, I recognize what you're doing, actually something comes alive inside of them, it multiplies and it grows. Jesus once healed 10 lepers and was amazed when only one came back to show appreciation. It says in Luke 17, 17, Jesus asked, were, there not, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. It was a demonstration of faith to come back and thank the Lord. And we should be thanking the Lord and thanking our team members. It's a, a powerful thing. Taking time to thank people and appreciate and recognize their gifts and contributions makes them want to grow in those more and more. I recommend that you make a habit at the end of an event, at the end of your work day, at the end of your shift, whatever it might be, before you knock off, before an event is over, deliberately, intentionally go around and find as many of your team members as you can and appreciate them. And appreciation should be specific in noticing what they've done. It should be specific in your thanks and it should be specific in connecting their contribution to the greater vision. Not just a general thanks everyone. No, I see what you've done. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you for coming early. Thank you for the sacrifice you made. Thank you for standing in the gap for someone else. We appreciate it and I want you to know what you've done has gone a long way to helping this event succeed. Let me land in with the last one, encouraging. Uh, Barnabas is one of my favorite uh, Bible characters in the New Testament. In fact, I like challenging people by asking them, do you know what Barnabas' real name is? Most people look at me funny and they thought Barnabas was his real name. Some will even tell me, Barnabas, yes, it means son of encouragement. And I say, yep, that's his nickname and that's what his nickname means. But what, does Barnab what is Barnabas' actual real name? And not many people can answer that. If you want to, you'll have to go and find Acts chapter 4 and verse 36 to find out what his real name is. But here's my big idea. His name, Barnabas, means son of encouragement. In other words, pretty much everyone has forgotten the leader's name, but they just remember being encouraged. And I think there's a big principle right there. You know, someone will probably forget about you as a leader somewhere along, and, and that's okay, but they will never forget the power of being encouraged. When they stood before something, intimidated, scared, battling to take that leap, but your encouragement got them over the line. Encouragement is a powerful thing. So, Quick example, it was because of Barnabas' amazing encouragement that the Apostle Paul stepped into the incredible ministry that he did. The churches that he planted, the books of the Bible he wrote, I believe a lot of that is owed to Barnabas' encouragement. Let me give you some examples. He believed in Paul when no one else did. He took Paul to meet the other apostles when everyone else kept away from him. He went to find Paul when he planted the church in Antioch. He created the opportunity for Paul to minister and teach. He opened the door of leadership for Paul in the church at Antioch. And he let Paul then take over the leadership from himself of this new apostolic team. Barnabas was an incredible encourager. And his encouragement led to Paul becoming the great apostle that he was. To encourage means to believe in someone. To speak words of courage. To speak words of vision. To believe. Believe in people and create opportunities for them. Every potential leader faces the speed bump of fear between them and the call of God in their lives. And as leaders, our job is to give them our courage, to encourage them over the speed bump 
so that they can walk in their calling. So what's the big idea? Great leaders need people skills. And these three are, the, are some of the biggest. Showing love through genuine affection, speaking words of appreciation, saying the big thank yous, and then being encouraging in words and action. So now it's your turn. Three quick questions. Number one, have you had a leader in your life who has demonstrated these three characteristics, genuine love, appreciation, and encouragement? If so, how did it make you feel following them? I want you to reflect on that. Think about that leader and you'll recognize how powerful these characteristics are. Number two of the three characteristics, which one needs the most work in your life and why? And then lastly, which is what is one practical thing that you can do in each of these three qualities to grow them? Let's grow in our people's skills. Let's love the people, encourage them, appreciate them, and see them grow and the team get better. I hope it helps. Can't wait for next week. We've got another characteristic coming up. Until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.